Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. All right, take two, because the first time didn't work. I have Deanna, former Bachelorette, Brad Womack contestant. This is so exciting. Now I'm glad to know that this Brad Womack was my favorite Bachelor ever. Like, to this day, I, I just say if I was age appropriate, I would have been on that show in 10 seconds. <laughs> you know what? He's a good dude. I have nothing bad to say about Brad. I mean, I, I was a little confused as to what happened in the end. Like that's, But he was always such a really nice guy and such a gentleman, and I loved his family. There's something I will never forget that I'm going to say out of order, but when he was breaking it off with you, and he said, I can't look you in the eye. <laughs> And I remember I was like, it's eyes. She has yeah. more than one eye. More than one eye. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then that uh, the part that I don't ever forget is that, well, because A, I don't cry in front of people. Mm-hmm. I, whatever. I had a difficult childhood. But like for me, it was a sign of weakness. And I will always remember the producers always trying to get me to cry mm-hmm. uh, while, while we were filming. They were like, we could make you cry. And I'm like, I doubt it. You can try, but not going to happen. If anyone can, it's them. Right. And then I remember in the limo, I had that one dragon here and I'm like looking out the window across my big baby cheeks. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. So Brad Womack, we're going way down memory lane here. Obviously everyone gets casted certain ways, or I guess the proper word is cast. Yeah. But what was your story? Okay. So I had been in a relationship with this guy I went to high school with off and on for like three years. And it was just like, I was a kid, you know, I was a kid. It just wasn't great. Um, And the other part of me was like, I'm never going to like live in Noonan for the rest of my life. I, I just knew that I wanted more. Mm-hmm. I knew that I, I, yeah. So, um, I had friends who had watched the show or big fans of the show and I had never seen it before. And they were doing an open casting call in Atlanta. Cause that's where I lived in Atlanta at the time. Um, and I had never seen the show. I had no idea what the show was and what it was about. And the only thing I knew about reality television was watching flavor Flav on VH1. <laughs> And I knew that that was not a good fit for me. (laughs) So like, I did not want to go and do this. And the friends of mine, they were like, listen, the auditions are right next to uh, our favorite sushi restaurant. If you go, we'll buy you dinner. And I was like, cool. I like to eat. Let's go. And so we went. It was two producers and they were taking pictures. And they it was like three questions on the card. It was like your name, your age. And then on the back, it was like, why are you still single? So there I go. Deanna Pappas. Actually, I wrote down Didi. That's everybody knew me as Didi, um, and I wore like jeans and a t-shirt because you know I I just was true to who I was. And then I was like, "Bye, see you later." And we went to dinner, and I called it a night. Um, I had no expectations that they would ever call me back in a billion years because I don't think that I fit the true mold of what they cast on the show. So I just never expected them to call. And then the next day, they called much to my surprise and they were at this hotel and this goes to show how like naive I was at the time because they're like they're at this hotel in Atlanta and she's like hey we would love to talk to you further will you come up to the hotel to room whatever and I'm like 
know, like my dumb self, I wasn't like, this is weird. This is weird. I probably shouldn't just go to a mysterious hotel room. Yeah, so weird. And so um, I went and she was like, the, the funny thing is she said, could you dress up a little more? And I was like, what do you mean by that? She was like, you know, if you have like something besides a t-shirt, that would be really great. <laughs> so then do like the ABC execs. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. So I remember feeling pressure to like, put more makeup on or like change my shirt or whatever. And I went and it was just me and this producer um, who I still know. And it was just us in this room with a camera. And I just like, I've pretty much my entire life always been an open book. And if it is something that I don't want someone to know, I hold it lock and key. Like Mm. there's getting it out of me. Um, But, but, and that means that just is stuff like I'm protecting my family. It's not like I have anything to hide. Like I am an open book, but I, throughout all of this, I just thought like, I am signing up for this, but my family is not. Mm-hmm. And I don't am airing. And I'm not a very trusting person. Like you have to earn my trust. It's just not given. So I just was very guarded when I did this. And, and I just didn't want them to put my family through the ringer or anything like that. And I remember at the end feeling really weird because she was like, okay, so now can, can you just like turn to the side and then turn to the back and then uh, turn to the other side so that we can get a full view of your of your body? And I was like, well, that's weird. I don't want to do that. And she was like, well, it's just because they want to see what your style is. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Like, this feels really weird. It's all about what you look like on camera. Yeah, right. It was so weird. And I had never done television. I did some like light, light, like print modeling when I was in my like teens and high school and stuff like that, but nothing like this. Anyway, I left there and I thought they're never going to call because again, I didn't fit the mold of what I felt like they cast. Um, and then sure enough, they just kept calling and I was really surprised. I was like, I could not believe it. And I remember like towards the end, she was like, okay, this is the last round of casting. We're going to fly you out to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and um, bring you to this hotel. And then it'll be a full weekend kind of thing. And I was like, I, I really did not want to go. Um, my sister was the one who was like, well, you've never been to LA, so you should just go. Thinking like I could go to Los Angeles on a free trip and be able to see Los Angeles, not, not knowing that they were going to lock me in a hotel for the entire weekend. So I went um, And me being like the nicest little like Southern girl that I am, I was like, okay, you know, and I am a rule follower, you know, like to a T. So they were like, you can't leave your room. And I was like, okay, great. I'll lock my door and I'll stay in here until I'm crazy. (laughs) Uh, They gave me this large like file of paperwork that they needed me to fill out. And I can't really remember now. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but it was like hundreds and hundreds of questions of things just like about me, about my character, about what I want, like all of that stuff. Um, and I, as soon as they gave it to me, again, I'm a rule follower. He's like, okay, you know, if we can have this by tomorrow, I'm like, sure thing. I sit down right at my desk and I start filling it out like I'm in school. I've done in like two hours. I, what is so funny, I know. And what is so funny about this is I was not a good student in school. Like I did not enjoy going to school. I was pro- a procrastinator. I was late every single day. And here I am like filling out this paperwork. Like it's so weird. It's so weird how life happens, but... Anyway, that that happened. And then you know how the, the weekend goes. Yeah. It's a full week, like meeting people, meeting Sykes, meeting um, – uh, I remember meeting the, the um, private investigator. Yep. And I remember being like super scared because she was like, okay, so like if there's anything – Tell us now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, when I was seven, I ran away from home. <laughs> and like I just remember feeling like – she was like, no, 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 no. Like do you have a record? And I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, I was arrested once, much to everyone's surprise. <laughs> I was arrested once and it was expunged from my record. And she was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can find it. And I was like, okay, but it was expunged from my record because I'm not a bad kid. And she I was promise like, it's you, expunged. Yeah. She was like, you don't have to defend yourself from me. I was like, I was only in jail for like three hours and I cried. And I cried. <laughs> I cried a lot. I didn't know. So, um, I remember that being like really terrifying because I am such like a good person and a rule follower that I was like, oh my God, what if she finds this out and she tells all these people? I was like so worried about it. And then I was like, it was so funny because I was like, one night in college, I kissed a girl. She was like, I don't need, that's not what I'm asking you. And I was like, okay. One night in college, I kissed a girl. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know at that time that it was Brad? No. So this was also back in the day that they did not tell the contestants right. who the bachelor or the bachelorette was. Okay. And I almost missed that, that, that same element. Yeah. That element of surprise. I also missed the part. Uh, now I realize that the producers, they, they are looking at numbers when they have a recurring quote unquote character, the show does and has proved to do much better. Right. I miss the days where it was someone that we didn't know, that it was just this stud muffin man-made and like established on his own, not trying to grow his Instagram fame. That's what I miss about the show. So, and, and again, I think I said this before, like the authenticity of the show, I just feel like there is none anymore, you know? And that's like, I didn't have to deal with that during my time on the show because people didn't go on the show to grow their MySpace following, you know, like, <laughs> I, the show, I just feel like, has changed so much. So I I never in a million years thought that they would choose me. I did not know it was Brad. But I remember going through – they do this other part where you go back into another hotel room. And I imagine they did the same thing for you. Where now it's a little bit bigger, right? There's mm-hmm. a producer there. It's a camera. It's much like an ITM on the show. Right. There's a cameraman. There's an audio person. They've got it all set with the flowers and all this stuff. But what they did not tell me was that in the next room that all of the ABC executives were watching me. Mm -hmm. So they're asking me all these questions. And I guess that's very smart on their end because I wasn't nervous, you know. And again, I'm an open book. So they asked me all of these things and they're talking to me. I don't even remember a lot of the questions that they asked, but it was the same people. Hi, my husband just walked in. Steven, hi! Hi. Deanna, can you leave? I just want to talk to Steven, actually. Yes, I know, right? I know. (laughs) I literally literally just took the phone out of her hand. So good to hear your voice. You have a good voice. I don't have a very good voice. She does have a very good voice, doesn't she? Oh, my. I'm so excited. She originally wanted to have video FaceTime, and I was like, oh, God, I don't have (laughs) makeup on, and I barely got out of bed on time. She was really really lucky that my Wi-Fi pooped out on me. I mean, Deanna looks beautiful without any makeup or anything. She at least showered. Wait, Steven, have you watched any of Deanna on Brad season at all? On Brad season, no. I lost the bet. I still to the, I can't even remember what the bet was. But, I don't either. Um, I lost the bet, and I had to watch the first three episodes of her season. Oh. <laughs> uh, you oh. Ki- you kissed Jason, and I was like, and scene. I'm done. <laughs> no, I kissed Graham. Graham, sorry, and we're yeah. Friends Graham. with Graham, but and you were like, I am not going to do this. I'm not yeah. going to do this. Especially because you were so keen on Graham at one time. Yeah, we don't. This we don't talk about that. Anymore. It never existed. It <laughs> yeah, never... no, I, I, I would have been keen on Graham. Let's be honest. Okay, wait, Stephen. We had a bunch of questions about whether you and Michael have ever done like any funny switcheroos. Listen, my my schedule is free, so if you want to take some time and you know, learn all about, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Um, 
So switcheroos, uh, yes. I, I'm assuming you mean this as it relates to girls, right? Not like more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Tiana keeps interrupting our. Tiana <laughs> keeps interrupting our interview. I apologize. Yeah. So look, we we switched classes in school. We started out in like fifth grade, and it was like a funny joke, you know, that, and that we we would always get caught because the teacher would be like, "Now, Michael, you know, where's your homework?" And all of my friends would start laughing, and so you know, that, like the, the the gig would be up really quick. But we never got in trouble because oh. the teachers thought it was so cute. Then we got to high school. Oh. And yeah, so the so the the big thing in high school was um, we had the same chemistry teacher. Mike and I are both right brain, not left brain. So like chemistry, math, we we not we didn't fail. We would just get like B's and C's. Okay. Uh, and Michael had one, Michael had <laughs> yeah Michael had chemistry period two, and I had it in period seven. So Michael would like go in and take a test, and then our teacher had this thing where you could go in at lunch and like you know kind of get tutored or go over test results and stuff like that. So uh, he would go in at lunch and then we would meet in the bathroom after that and switch clothes. And then uh, he would just go back in again in seventh period and retake the test for me. And so like literally I got like a B plus that year. <laughs> Remember, she switched the test and Michael failed the test. No, yeah, that was a different. Yeah, that was, oh, a, was different, a different a different class. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was that was a math test. Um, that we basically the same thing. Only there was like you know I'm sure you had this experience in high school. There was like form A, form B, yes. form C, and Michael basically got a hundred percent on form A, but I was supposed to take uh, form B. Oh no, I'm sorry, I switched it. Um, th this time I got the answers for him, but I gave him all the answers to form A, um, and he got form B. And Everything was completely wrong. Yeah. Anyways. One time in high school, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, in college, um, we, Michael dated this girl, Lauren, and uh, we switched. My girlfriend was uh, Lisa, and we switched. You know, look, like, we're not, like, creepy weirdos trying to, like, get We weren't trying to, like, get with each other's girlfriends. It was just, like, a dinner date, and uh, Lisa right away was, like, my girlfriend was, like, Michael, what are you, what are you doing here? Where's Steven? Um and Lauren literally went the whole night and tried to kiss me at the end. And like, wait, when she went in for the kiss, I was like, okay, Lauren, I, this, this has gone far enough. Do y'all have defining features like a mole or something that would help? Because I, I can't tell you guys apart at all. Oh, I think that once you saw them in person, you would. Like, Michael is um, just a tad taller. Oh, and okay. His, no, I don't mean that negatively. No, that's fine. His face, his cheekbones are more defined, whereas Steven is more... Bloated and fat. Not at all. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put words in your mouth. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just inferring. Steven is more stocky and muscular, I feel like. like um, I guess if you didn't know them, you would think, because they have those crystal blue eyes. Like, they have the same hair. Same face shape. Steven is more like business. Like, he works in corporate, and he has... No, I don't work in corporate. I work for a gaming company. I know, but... It's, let, me, let me take, yeah, let me take the phone back. back. I'll, it's fine. Maybe if you're going to... Go walk Bailey or something. That would be good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean honestly, we 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 don't have any like big distinguishing features. Um, I have I have like a scar on my left wrist from when I was born. Okay. Uh, that's that's literally that's that's about it. Wow. Other than the big scar going down your elbow. Yeah, although we both now have tattoos um, under our left arm. Um, I have red written in blue. He has blue written in red um, because for the exact reason that we're talking about, no one could tell us apart when we were mm. um, 
when we were little, so my parents would dress us in the same outfit, but I was always in red and Michael was always in blue, and that just kind of stuck as this family name. Like, I, I, I'll literally in emails or texts or whatever be like, you know, love you, Yo dude, blue. red. Okay, all right. Um, Yo, blue, what up? That's my boy, blue. And so, so we got tattoos, uh, red and blue, just a couple, like a year ago now. Did ABC ever try to get you to go on the show? The hometown. Well, yeah, for, for when Michael had the hometown date with Jillian, right. you know, like, you out of, right. yeah, out of the gate, the producer's like, oh my gosh, you have to switch. Oh. Um, <laughs> and we did, we, we tried and, and Jillian knew in under, yeah, right under away, two seconds. Right? Yeah. I then I like shaved in the bathroom because um, Michael was clean shaven and I had I had scruff at the time so I shaved really quick and she yeah she knew literally right away. Deanna and I met because actually I hate telling this part of the story. Deanna, <laughs> you know you know the men tell all and the women tell all kind yeah. of serve as like the the wrap party or you know after party if you will of the season and so Deanna went to Jillian's men tell all rap party no, whatever not. you are not even telling the story <clears throat> right i was hanging out with jason molly at a hotel in burbank and michael and tanner yeah the weird fetish foot kid yeah and yeah. like two other guys found out we were there and wanted to come and hang out with us but the whole point of it is that you went to meet I michael, to meet michael yes. yeah because she you know watched the alien season and I, like right and thought he was cute and blah 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 yep and thought yeah let's not embellish that point <laughs> Yeah, and loved our family, right? And then within a few seconds of Michael and Deanna meeting each other, they just knew that that wasn't going anywhere. And then Deanna was said to Michael, like, is there maybe a better version of you that I could date? <laughs> and Michael said, oh, that's so funny, I'm a twin. And no, I'm kidding. Obviously, that. that's not true. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then Michael introduced me to Deanna. So my point there being like, you know, we met very shortly after um, Michael was right. on the show. Um, and then, you know, I, my little, my little log line claim to fame or whatever is I married a bachelorette, no roses required. So A, I just, I never had an interest. B, no one ever asked me. C, I was dating slash falling in love with Deanna. Um, so, Quite immediately. So no need. Quite immediately. Was it love at first sight? I, with it, do you remember this? No, when, it wasn't at first sight. She, she was head over heels, let's be honest. She could not keep her hands <laughs> off of me. Um, you... I wonder if you remember this. A month in, we were, we had been dating for a month. We had that two week date where we both kind of knew, like, okay, this is this yeah. is yeah. very serious, and the person yes. you know I want to spend the rest of my life with. Maybe that's a little extreme, but wasn't in love with you. But I just you were in love like, with this me. This is it. You were in love with me. <laughs> you you had at a month. You went to the um, what was it called? The visit the troops tour of the troops. Oh yeah. Uh, and you were going to be gone for two weeks. Well, two weeks and we had been dating for a month and I bought you a necklace and told you and that was the first time I told you that I loved you <gasps> how long <laughs> did you guys date before getting engaged four months no months look we were on bachelor time because two weeks in we knew that we wanted to be together I think we both right. tell that story the same yeah and then it was probably a month is when you told me that you were in love with me and saying that I was in love with you and then we went home to my house for Thanksgiving so that you could meet my family and you asked your dad asked my dad if you could marry me yeah, but we were not engaged yet. I I proposed that spring, so yeah, it was definitely exactly. like six months. May, it was May. May, yeah, proposed, yeah. So I think it was like six months, and then we were engaged for a year and a half. So you really were on bachelor time, basically. Yeah, it was yeah. a longer engagement, but yes, it was very, very bachelor time. Oh my gosh! There was okay. so much pressure because we were celibate. Wait, you guys were celibate? You lie. No, we, I swear. When we we were engaged, when we got engaged. We we had one little slip up. But <laughs> Michael, Michael, poor Michael. Yeah, poor during Michael. that one slip up, poor Michael.
wait, excuse me, what? Tell me that story. So we were going to marriage counseling. And we lived and with Michael. We had a two-bedroom apartment, and Michael lived with us. Yeah, and, it was you know, great. Apartment in building Sherman Oaks. Or paper thin. <laughs> yeah, and we we hadn't got busy in like five months. We I, went to this explain marriage. Explain why we did that. Explain why we did that because we wanted to focus on each other and our relationship and yeah. our marriage and our yeah. faith and yeah. you know like yeah. Uh, oh. So we yeah we went to this marriage. It was like premarital counseling, you know, like a, right. a class. Right. And I don't know what was in the air that night, but you know, it was no, like, we went, we got a little saucy is what happened. Oh, I remember that. You can't be celibate and get real saucy because then you're, yeah. then th- things start taking over. So we, 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 we came home and we were like, you know, basically we just we didn't even bumping into each other Michael. on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And Michael's like, Hey guys. And we were like, we're going to our room. <laughs> and then Deanna kept saying like, he can hear us. He can hear us. And I was like, no, he can't. And just, we just, it was like rabbits. <laughs> and then um, no, we and then when we came out, Michael was Michael, all, you're gonna see it on his face. He, he was, was like, like mortified. He could have left. Like he wanted to just like right? sit there and bask in it. That's kind of weird. On. Yeah. He was he was watching like a really good movie or something like that. <laughs> he literally was like, I thought you guys weren't having sex until you got married. We were like, We didn't do we it. Did it. We did it. We were doing yoga. Foreplay. <laughs> yoga gymnastics. Well, I wanna hang out with you guys all the time. You guys are so funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm always asking Stephen because he is so funny. <clears throat> I have this web series called Moms in Cars. Yeah. And I'm always asking, well, begging really for Stephen to film stuff with me because he's so funny and he loathes social media. Really? I'm like, oh. oh, yeah. Like, uh, if I am taking a picture, he's like, are you putting that on Instagram? And I'm like, no, no. He hates social media. Hates it. So I for moms and cars, he is willing to do stuff for me. And it's just a, uh, it's just a, a web series that I do with my girlfriend, Christine Lakin, but I'm always begging Steven to film episodes with me because he's so funny. Steven, and come on. I know, right? We did one. I told him this the other day. We did one and put it up on our IGTV. And honestly, it was just a few minutes before we date night um, once a week. And we were just going out to dinner and I was like, you know, can, will you just help me out? I want to see how this goes and, and see if it is received well. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And so we filmed one. It was only like six minutes long. And we put it up on our IGTV. And I shared this with Stephen the other day. That is our it, highest It basically view. went viral. But you do post on Insta sometimes, Stephen. He doesn't do the gram. I would secretly love a guy who just doesn't give any craps about social. It's at times it annoys him when I am on social media because we have two very different views of social media. Well, for you, it's, it's a part of your business and, sure. you know, your work. Right. So. You know, and you have to do you like you have to do paid posts and stuff like that, which I totally I like understand. how this is my you can't even see this. We're on I, FaceTime. I, you can I, see this. I keep, Steven keeps taking my phone away. I keep, moving it, I keep moving it closer to me. I yeah. Steven, I, I, we so can do another episode next week just with you. Let's do, let's like this isn't about you right you, now. I'll send you my availability. <laughs> okay, great. Maybe, okay. Or I'll have my agent reach out. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> be, that'll be yeah. So Stephen hates social media. And what I was trying to tell him, uh, you keep saying that so strongly. Well, because I will, I will like want you to be okay with me posting your photos because I like you. Oh, you and like I want me. Isn't that to... sweet? She likes me. It's I like mean, in... I would only hope. I happen to love you, but it's sweet that you like me. Right? She has a crush, you. just a simple crush. I want people to see you and see your handsome face, and okay. I want to dedicate my love to you on social media because it's All important. Right. Okay. This went differently than I thought it was going to, but I'm okay. Quite with differently it. than you expected. Well, I hijacked. I, I feel the need to apologize now. Should I go? No apology is necessary. I just feel bad that I've already taken 30 minutes of your time, and we have not talked about Brad 
your bachelorette. <laughs> you really, you really feel bad about that. He's I'm got gonna, to go to work now. He's very important oh, job, right? Yes. At Stephen Stag for all those peeps out there. At Stephen Stag, everybody. Who want to follow someone who's not even on Instagram? <laughs> Did you hear our kiss? Did you no, hear it? No, do it again. Do it louder. <laughs> Things are getting spicy. You know, when you've been married for eight years, you just kiss real quickly on the lips. Achieving everyday happiness is sometimes a struggle for me, but I'm working hard on that with BetterHelp Counseling. With BetterHelp, I connect with my professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's convenient, and I can get help on my own time at my own pace. So sometimes I schedule a video or phone session. Other times I just have time to text with my therapist. I'm working on my depression and anxiety, and you can find a counselor for anything you need help with, whether it's sleeping, trauma, grief, self-esteem, everything shared is confidential, and I started communicating immediately. There are 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states, and if you aren't happy with your counselor at any time, you can request a new one. Take control of your mental health today, and Mouthing Off listeners get 10% off the first month with the discount code Olivia. Go to betterhelp.com Olivia to get started. You'll just fill out a questionnaire about your needs and you'll be matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash Olivia. You guys are so fun. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. I would say what probably initially attracted me to Steven was that he is very fun and he is very funny. Did you ever laugh with Brad or with Jesse? You know what Brad is not is funny. He is not funny. <laughs> No, which is so I have always really liked like um, outgoing funny guys like I have dated attractive people. I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm not like I am more into personality versus someone's like physical attributes. And I typically date really typically date pre-Steven. Usually I'm dating. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I have always dated really funny outgoing guys who also seem to be good looking, but like But the thing that I'm comparing that to is like Brad was not funny. Like he was good looking. Yeah. And you know what else is something that I've never, ever have cared about because I have always worked and I've always earned my own money and I've always I've never depended on anyone else is that I've caught myself in the limo one day pretty early on in Brad's season. And it was a group date. I can remember the group date. We were going to the circus, um, that circus date. And so there was probably like nine girls on the date. And um, it was a limo ride to wherever it was they were taking us. But I remember not sitting close to Brad, I w- but I was an eye shot. And he kept looking at me. And the girls were, like, berating him with questions, like, like superficial questions and things that I just don't and have never cared about. But I distinctly remember one girl being like, oh, my God, what kind of car do you drive? And I just thought, like, that A, that's not a question I would ever ask someone. And B, I don't care. Right. I don't care. You know, like, those sort of things didn't, didn't mean anything to me but I remember sitting in that limo and thinking like I don't I don't belong here like I do not belong here if this is the type of girl I remember thinking that the whole way through because I never I I knew that he liked me but he was not forthright with his feelings like at all even Mm -hmm. when we were alone I, I mean when we were alone and there were no cameras he would be like you know, I really like you. And then I remember the very end, at the very end, they let me go and stay the night with him. This also is why this created so much confusion was because the night before the final rose ceremony, they let me go and spend the night with him without cameras there, without anybody there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like, maybe it's me. And I remember 
we were just like an old couple. Like he was like, we were laying on the couch watching the news and he had his head in my lap. And I was, I remember like rubbing his hair, you know, he turned the TV off and he rolled over and he looked at me and he was like, do you think that this is real? And I was like, I mean, it is real for me. I have been very true to myself and who I am and what I want out of this. And he was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's why I am attracted to you. That's why I like you so much. And then he said, do you think that this can be real after this is done? And I said, well, I can only speak for myself, but yeah, I mean, this is real to me. This is real to me. And if it's not to you, then I need you to tell me that. And then whatever, we stayed the night that night together. And the next morning when my um, handler came to pick me up, she waited outside. And when he walked me out, he was holding my hand and he hugged me and he kissed me. And he said, the final row ceremony ceremony was going to be the next day. And Mm -hmm. he said, I'll see you tomorrow. And I just said, this part, I won't ever forget either because this is why I felt. And I didn't um, say this when it was all filming, but I really wish I would have. But the producer said that I couldn't talk about it because it didn't happen on camera. And Mm -hmm. you know, I am the rule follower. So I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say. But I wish I had questioned him and pushed it more because A, I never got any answers from Brad. I mean, still to this day, it's not like I'm like dying to know. Yeah. 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 But I just remember feeling super confused and I just wish that he would have been honest. So when he walked me out that day, he kissed me and he hugged me and he said, I'll see you tomorrow. And I said, oh man, don't remind me. And he goes, he goes, don't worry. It's going to be a good day. And he kissed me right on my lips, hugged me, winked at me, and put me in the car. Now, how would that lead you to believe that he was not going to choose you? I I would think he would. Right? Or at least someone. Yeah. Then, Then the other piece of that is none of that was on camera. He did not have to lead me in that direction. He didn't have to do that. So between that and then the next day, I don't know what happened. I never got any answers from him. So when we filmed, I I felt really confident that he was not going to choose Jenny. Although I like Jenny. Um, I, you know, we were, we were friends during filming and stuff. We are totally different. She and I, I mean, she is this peppy cheerleader, bubbly. And I'm, I am not like we were very different, even like physically, although she had brown hair and I had brown hair, we are physically different too. Like she had this banging hot body and I'm like, could care less to work out. You know, I just want to eat a good meal and weigh and fit in my jeans. Really. That's all I care about. Um, Same. I know. I'm like, pass the bag of Doritos and I'll have another glass of wine. Same. Yes. I can get my pants on the next day. I feel good about it. So (laughs) I just, I thought it is, I felt at peace with if he chose her, I knew that's, that is what he wanted. And, but if he wanted me, then I felt at peace with that. But walking into it because of what happened off camera, I really thought that he was going to choose me. So at the last minute when he made a decision or whenever he made this decision, I have no clue what happened. I still don't say, I just remember feeling really betrayed by him because uh, he was during the process, the one person that I trusted most, you know, like mm-hmm. the producer, I was very real about, I didn't think that I could trust them. Of course not. And I really only made one. I mean, I was friendly mm-hmm. with the girls, but like I had one true friend on the, on the filming and uh, it was McCartan mm-hmm. and she is my kind of people. Like she is like really, really honest. Um, and she is the only person that I trusted during filming. And there was this time, oh my gosh, because I only trusted her, really. I mean, I liked all of the girls. Um, and I, I can get along with a wall. But, like, McCartan is my people. And there was this one night. I never, ever wanted to be drunk on camera because 
I did not want to embarrass my family. And so one night they were like doing like a bunch of ITMs, like catching up about the season, I guess. And so she and I went down to the bottom of the house, like the bottom of the house where the hot tub is. We went down there and she, we wanted to have some drinks and get a little saucy and we didn't want anybody to see us and we didn't want him to catch it on camera because I was adamant that I just did not want my family to see me like that. I didn't want um, to be drunk and be shown on camera or for something else to happen, whatever. So we're down there and I go to step into that bottom hot tub that has never been used. So you can imagine how gross it was. Not even thinking. I went to step in, but because it's not used and cleaned, it was really slimy. Slimy, yeah. Slippery. Oh, gross. And I <laughs> fell in. I fell in like over my head. like, <laughs> And I was fully clothed. I wasn't even like a... Um, I wasn't even in a swimsuit. I had like my, all of my clothes on. I fell in and hit the first step, like on the backside of my, the top side of my butt. And like, my butt is huge. You can't miss it. So I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? So the good friend that she is, she snuck upstairs and brought me dry clothes without anyone knowing. And I sat down, down by that hot tub, soaking wet, like a wet rat. And she came sneaking down and changed my clothes and then realized that I had scraped the upper part of my butt, like into my lower back. (laughs) And it was kind of bleeding. So she was like, come on, let's sneak upstairs. I'll get some Band-Aids and some Neosporin and I'll take care of you. And I was like, oh, you're the best friend ever. Mom, so thanks. The part that got awkward is most of the girls were in bed by this point and people were sleeping. But all of the um, all of the filming lights and everything in all the rooms were still on. So we are in – she and I shared a room with two other girls, both of which had already been sent home. No, no, I don't know where they were. But we're in her room and – She's sitting in on the end of her bed and I am bent over with my pants down in front of her <laughs> and she is taking care of my war wounds and rubbing me a spore on my back. And this poor young PA comes in the room and he immediately is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, could you imagine what he, he thought, thought you, he walking was walking in on? Yeah, he must have thought we were getting down with each other. And I we were both like screaming and we're like, no, 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 it's, it's not what you think. You're worried that kiss from college was going to come back yes. to haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like mortified, but McCartan kept my secret. I want to pinpoint the the timeline. So typically, at least when you're watching the show, the, the person who goes out the limo first to the proposal site or whatever gets dumped. The second yeah. person gets chosen. So you didn't know who had been first, right? I did not. And also, like, it should be known that I had never seen the show, so I really didn't know how this Uh, worked. Yes, of course. Yeah. I had no clue how it worked. And they, I think that when you get down to that final set, it is done pretty quickly. And I only know that because I was The Bachelorette. And I remember it is a mind fuck. You go down to to like choosing someone and you have to deliver all this bad news. And then within like five minutes, they restage and the next person. Wow. You go from like the saddest, or at least I was anyway, I can't speak for everybody, but I genuinely was really sad and felt really bad. Of course, because Jason's great. Yeah, Jason's great. I just felt like really bad. And the way that it had to happen with Jason was like the producers told me to let him talk and to let him get down on one knee. And oh. I, that that is a piece of me that I will always, um, I don't want to say regret because I don't live with a lot of regrets, but I just should have stood up for myself Grabbed and said, and don't said want- yeah, yeah, I should have said, I don't want to do that. I, I didn't want to do that. And, and it, like, it's the number one thing that everybody asks me still to this day. Well, if you knew you didn't want to marry him, why'd you let him get down on one knee? You're such a bitch. You know, yeah. it, 
it wasn't me. It was the producers who told me to do that. And I just wish that I would have stood up for myself because I knew I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to do that to Jason because I genuinely liked Jason. He's a wonderful guy. We had a wonderful friendship and a good time getting to know each other. But like I knew pretty early on, I did not want to choose Jason. Mm. Um, there was a, I think the producers had their own plan. And it wasn't until after filming was done that Jason said, yeah, they asked me pretty early on if the opportunity ever came about, would I want to be The Bachelor? And I was like, oh, ha. Huh. Because what, my original plan going into being The Bachelorette and, and literally on night one, my final four did not change. I wanted my final four to be Jeremy, mm -hmm. Grant, Jason, and Jesse. And, you know, walking into night one, I believe me, was not physically attracted to Jesse Sensack in no way, shape or form. Oh, remember that jacket he was wearing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, God. Oh my gosh. And that hair. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it was an interesting look. <laughs> oh, God. But you know what? I thought he is a lot of fun. And again, I'm a personality person. Mm -hmm. So I originally was like, he is a lot of fun. And I've never been snowboarding. I'd like to learn. <laughs> it was not at my hand why those why those people changed. Like the final two was going to be Jeremy and Graham and Graham, and Graham being final one. Right. Of course. But uh, when it got close to that time, the producers told Graham that he needed to leave. So that's how the plan changed. So Graham ended up leaving at final four. And then I had Jason, Jeremy and Jesse. Why do you think they told him that? I think that, Graham made it perfectly clear to them that he was not going to be proposing to me in the end. He was pretty realistic about the situation. He was like, I'm, I'm not going to propose to a girl that I barely know after six weeks that I've spent maybe 10 hours with, you know? And they were probably looking for a proposal, so... Oh, yeah, they needed. Back in the day, I feel like the show is different now. That was a requirement back then. Right, and I remember when Graham left, I remember them saying, like, The Bachelorette cannot be dumped. So like you have to, mm. you have to do this, like you are sending Graham Bunn home. Mm. And I was like devastated. I was devastated when Graham left. I was devastated. I cried myself to sleep. I literally the next day we were in an airport going to the Bahamas and I was crying in the airport and I was like, I cannot go on. Like I, I, I do not want to choose anyone else. I only truly, and they all knew this, like all the camera people, anytime I had to be around Graham, I was like, oh my God, Graham. And so, yeah, I remember that being in the airport and like a couple of even like the camera people who I'd gotten close to sitting with me and holding me in the airport and crying with me and being like, I know, I know that he was the one that you wanted, you know, let's just see how the rest of this goes. And I just didn't want anyone else. And more so, I wanted to send Jason home at Final Four. I liked him a lot, and we were good friends. I knew that I was not going to choose Jason, and I wanted to send Jason home because I was keeping him from his son, knowing deep down I was not going to choose Jason and that I did not love him. I do have some more Bachelorette questions, but I was just wondering if Brad ever tried to contact you after the show. After the, um, when we filmed his, after the final rose, we exchanged numbers. I remember he popped into my green room. Well, he asked if he could see me after okay. all, because even going into, we did not speak uh, while the show was filming. And for me, it was all very real. I did not tell anyone how the show ended. The only people that knew were my immediate family, my dad, because they flew my dad out. I they remember flew my that. Dad out Brad had said, if I'm going to marry her, I want to ask her dad's permission. So my dad was in Italy working at the time. He, he was a U.S. Naval officer. And they flew him from Italy, like literally for 24 hours. He was exhausted. 
flew him out so that Brad could ask his permission. So when my dad showed up that night when filming was done, he was like, I'm super confused. Like they kept telling me that I was going to be having dinner with Brad because he wanted to talk to me. But like the producer took me out and I never saw Brad. He's like, I'm, I'm like so confused what is going on. And I was like, I, you can join the club. Like I cried myself to sleep that night when they finally gave me my cell phone back and I called my sister and she talked to me for hours, hours. I slept on the couch in this tiny apartment in Los Angeles. So my dad could sleep in my bed and I just was like sick. I had no clue what was going on. So I, I really wanted, um, when the show was, was done filming and it was going to air, I really wanted everyone to see it as genuinely as they possibly could, meaning that I wanted everyone to feel the shock and confusion that I felt. Mm-hmm. So only my immediate family knew that Brad didn't choose me. Like even my best friends did not know. It was really hard for me because everybody kept saying, oh my God, I, I think you're the girl. I think you're the one that he chose it. And I had to be like, ah, oh, you know, like it was really hard for me. I, I, I've never felt maybe at that point in time in my life, I felt so alone because I didn't really have outside of my immediate family. And then you have all of these people and the magazine saying like, oh, we think she's the one and all of this stuff and me holding this secret mm. and feeling so confused. So when we watched the finale, I only watched it with my sister. My aunt came down and my one of my best friends and the whole episode, she was sitting next to me. Again, my sister and my aunt knew, but my best friend was sitting next to me and she was like, oh my God, I, I, he chose you, didn't he? He chose you. Like you're engaged to Brad Womack. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then when uh, Jenny got sent home, she jumped up and started screaming and clapping and cheering. And I was like, just you wait. And when it was done and he didn't choose me, it was me and my sister and my best friend and my sobbing <laughs> in my living room. Wow. So I didn't speak to Brad until uh, the after the final rose. And I was like, eaten alive like I was so nervous you know there's that piece where you like you want to look smoking hot oh obviously right I look back at the dress that I chose I'm like ugh, gross (laughs) and this was also back in the day like Carrie Fetman the stylist for the show he didn't dress anyone but the principal so like nowadays Carrie dresses pretty much anyone who's going to be on stage right you know back in the day I had to choose my own stuff and I was yeah I was like oh god like I want to look hot you know I want to show up and be like look what you're missing out on I remember showing up on stage and And they were like, just ask him whatever you want. And I was on that game plan because I had so many questions. And because we had not had any conversations, I was so incredibly confused. Um, And I don't feel like even being on stage with Brad Womack that I got any questions answered. Like he, you know, he still was beating around the bush as to why he didn't choose me. He couldn't give me a direct answer. Like, was it me? I have no clue. Did he not have any intentions of choosing anyone in the first place because he had this girl that he dated off and on for like 10 years? I have no clue. I still to this day have no clue. And then once we were done, his whole family was there too. And like, it was a weird thing because when we were done filming the After the Final Rose, I was still like in mourning. You know, I was like crying. I remember Brad and his family like drinking champagne and being super happy that it was all done because he later shared that it was a miserable experience for him. He would never do it again, all of this stuff. So they were all like partying. And here I am in this tiny closet of a green room. Like literally, it was like a closet, what they stuffed me in. And I remember sitting in there and crying and the executive producer who's no longer on the show, he him coming in and David Bonner. And I really liked David. And he came in and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not okay. Like, this feels like a complete mind fuck to me. Like, I have no idea what is going on. Right. And he said, uh, Brad is outside. He would like to see you. You do not have to see him. I can stand in here with you if you want, or I can give you a privacy. And I was like, no, I, I would like to see him. I need some answers in order to be able to process and move on. And so they let Brad come in. So he came in 
And it was, it was just me and him in this tiny little closet. And he sat down next to me and he hugged me and he kissed me. And I was like, I am so tired of being like jerked around. I don't understand. What? Yeah. And he, he said, I don't have time to talk because we are leaving. He said, but can I give you my phone number? Can I have your phone number? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you. And I was like, okay. And he did. He called me a lot. He would ask me to come to Austin to visit him. Did you? No, I never went because I did not want to be Brad's friend and I couldn't tell what he was doing. Well, he wasn't looking to be your friend. That's for sure. I am also like something about me that is very important for people to know is like, I am so incredibly stubborn and I have so much pride and I'm not saying those are healthy things. But to me, I was like, you just embarrassed me on national television. You led me to believe one thing and then you dumped me in front of millions of people and my heart is broken. And now you want me to come and visit you like this doesn't make sense to me. I, the one thing that I could pride myself in is that I I do have standards and I have always known what I wanted and I wanted to be treated really great. I wanted someone who would choose me and put me first. And I was so like mind blown. I mean, obviously every time he called me, heart would stop because I was like, oh, you know, I thought at the time I was in love with Brad Womack, you know? Even after the fact? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I was in love with this person that I barely knew you know this, it's very easy to get sucked into what they're selling. And I drank the Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Like I drank it as fast as I possibly could. And I, I like went into the show as dumb as it sounds for the right reasons. I didn't get paid. People ask me that all the time. I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid to be the bachelorette as stupid as it sounds. Cause now I hear about all these I cannot people. believe you did not negotiate. I, you know what? I did the show for the right reasons. You can make more money and still. I know. Right oh, reasons. I know. I know. I definitely got like, they paid my mortgage because I couldn't work for like right. six months. So like they paid my mortgage and the things, my car payment and things that needed to be paid because I wasn't going to be working for six months, but I didn't, I didn't bring home a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? I'm not stocking a ton of money in my savings account because mm -hmm. I was the bachelorette. That's just, I have no problem admitting that. But then it is when I, when I do see the other girls and I hear that they made money or they got like, I'm like, oh man, I'm so I still stupid. think they should be making way more than they are though. For sure. Think of how much money they are making. I know, exactly. Think, no wonder they loved me as the bachelorette. Of course. Think of how you much money so they made <laughs> off of me. And it was like, I didn't, I, I didn't demand things. I, I remember hearing stories of girls being like, oh yeah, I went and got a massage every day and I asked them to buy me new clothes and all this stuff. And I thought, I never did that. Wow. Like they told me I had $60 in per diem. I spent $59.95. You know, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask for things. I didn't, but that's not the type of person I am anyway. I am not one to take advantage at all. Um, and I'm not saying these girls did. I'm just saying, like, it's just not me. It is outside of my character to be like that. So I remember hearing one girl saying that she went to Disneyland and I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Can you think of anyone in Bachelor Nation, maybe just age aside, that you think would be a good match for Brad, considering he was The Bachelor again and it didn't work again. That's a good question. I, I cannot because I think at the end of the day, I don't know who Brad is. Good point. Yeah. I met Brad on a television show and I spent very little time with Brad. And then in that, in the days after the show was done airing the time that we spent on the phone, I still don't know who Brad is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even I just remember him driving it into me that it was a really terrible experience for him, that he would never do it again, that he wished he had never done it, blah, 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 blah. So when he went on to do the show for a second time, what'd you think? I was blown away. I was shocked. And I was already engaged to Steven. So like I could care less, but I remember a producer calling because they wanted to film the first night bit with me and Jenny. And I remember, 
I remember her calling me and saying, hey, we, you know, are you available? We'd like to film this thing tomorrow night, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, yeah, I can do that. I hung up the phone with her and texted Brad Womack and my, literally was like, what are you doing? I don't even think he knows to this day what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, and he he texted the producer and then she called me and she was like, you're not supposed to say anything to Brad. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me that. And so I just remember being like blown away. And at that point, I realized I have no clue who Brad Womack is. Like, I don't know if he got paid a lot of money, but I don't know. And I, I even that night when we were filming, um, he stepped away separately from the cameras. And I was like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, you've always said you would never do this again. And he was like, oh, you know, he danced around the question. So again, I don't know that I know who Brad is. And then obviously he chose Emily in his second season. And I love Emily dearly. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of um, personality uh, traits that are similar, especially after I've gotten to know Emily over the years. Mm-hmm. But like physically, we couldn't look more different, you know? Like if I wasn't the person, he could, you know, when he chose Emily, I thought, okay, then I can I can be comfortable with that, that that is someone that he can be attracted to. But then when they broke up, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like maybe none of us know who Brad is. Maybe he's maybe harboring some deep, dark secrets. I have no clue. I have no clue. And I haven't spoken to Brad in years. There was a point, especially when I met Steven, I was like, I could care less about any other man in the entire world or keeping in touch or keeping in touch with anyone from my past, you know? Okay. So a little bit about your season, obviously you had a, it was a great season and a cast of characters. Like who do I remember? Freaking, um, Twilly. I remember seeing him even after the show was done airing. And I mean, although, you know, you know, this, you know, this better than anyone. They cast him as a character. Of course. Yeah. They like literally, he was a little weird on the show. I think that they just played that up. They put him in awkward oh, situations yeah. and he was just gullible and he did whatever they said. So after getting to know him a little bit after the show and I met, I think he's married now. I don't keep in touch with him at all, but I remember meeting the girl he was dating and I think it is his now wife. I remember leaving and being like, he's the nicest guy. Like he is the nicest guy. What a shame that they did that to him. So Graham, as you said, was the guy that you would have brought to the end and halfway through the season, there were some moments where it looked like maybe you liked him more than he liked you kind of thing. For sure. Did you experience that in the moment or watching it back where you kind of like, Oh, I should have seen those things. No, I experienced it in the moment and you know, Graham and I are still friends to this day. Like we are constantly like working together and doing things together. Like I, I like genuinely love him and he and Steven are friends and he and Michael are still friends, but like, Yes, I remember having those conversations with him. But like knowing Graham now and being close to him now, that is Graham. He is he is pretty closed off. And I don't I'm not saying that in a bad way because I adore him and I respect him and but I yes, I think that you hit the nail on the head. I liked Graham more than Graham probably liked me. Or or maybe Graham could not put into words the feelings that he had for mm-hmm. me. Um, I know at the time he had just been in a relationship with a girl that he dated for several years after the show. So I think that there could have been a bit of that, that he Mm -hmm. like loved her and was probably missing her and I was never going to be her. Um, But, you know, yeah, I think I liked Graham more than Graham liked me. You basically were told Graham said he wants to leave and that production kind of made a plan that you were going to make it look like you were getting rid of him. Yes. You talk on this little bench and he actually leaves a note behind. What did that note say? So many people asked me about that note. The producers wanted me to read the letter. I did not. I was adamant that I was not going to read that letter on camera out of respect for myself and out of respect for Graham. 
because of what I felt for Graham. Uh, whatever he wrote in that note, he could not say to me in person. And I did not want to share that with any producer or the world. Now, come to find out later, the producers got my letter and opened it and read it. And I, I, I threw a fit. And from that moment on, I never trusted my producer, you know, because the Bachelorette has, or the Bachelor have their own personal right. producer. And I remember the next morning having a conversation with him standing in the airport and saying, I will never trust you again. You betrayed my trust. I trusted you. And I asked you throughout this process to be 100% honest with me the whole time. And I said, I will never trust you again. You opened my letter and he was like, oh, well, you know, they made me. And I'm like, I don't give a shit who, who made you do it. I trusted you. I trusted you. And I will never trust you again. Good for you. Yeah. It was a letter to me and I didn't want it read out loud. I didn't want them to know what it said. I wanted it to be something for myself because in that position, when you're the bachelor and you're the bachelorette, like you don't get a lot of things to yourself. There is not a lot of privacy. There's not a lot of, you don't even get to process your feelings yourself because everything has to be on camera for a television show. So I wanted that letter for myself. And to be honest, I really don't even remember what that letter (laughs) said now. I, I think he just apologized. And I think Graham speaks in like, (laughs) instead of just, I am a person who you, there's no reading in between the lines for me. Like if you want to know something, I will tell you flat out exactly what I'm thinking and feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. And Graham is not quite that person. So he says and writes things like in a hint, really, you know, like there was, this is silly, but, uh, the the when you're one of the contestants on the show you don't always get everything that you want right, right? like as far as like food or like the things that make you feel comfortable whatever that is mm-hmm. and as the bachelorette i would just write a grocery list and they would get me whatever i wanted yeah and my favorite cereal was the special k yogurt cereal and then come to find out it was graham's favorite cereal but no one would ever buy it for him so i put it on my grocery list and i gave it to graham oh and I know. Well, I just wanted him to have something. And, and please, the show was filming. Like, Graham was the end-all be-all. Like, I, he hung the moon, you know? Yeah. Um, so I got Graham the box of cereal. And so the only thing I really remember from the letter is he wrote, we'll always have special K. Like, that's how, that's that's how he writes things. Like, instead of being like, I really like you or whatever. I'll always remember you or whatever. Yeah, so... Anyway, I don't remember what the letter said. I really don't to this day. I have it. I saved everything from when I was on the show just for the memories and stuff. Um, but it, I honestly, I packed it up in like Tupperware and it's still in my dad's basement in Atlanta. I'll find it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I never had the intentions of staying in Los Angeles. I only came out here to work. I was like still hosting a show in Atlanta. So I would go home and I owned my own home in Atlanta. So I only got a studio out here and I never intended to stay. And then I met Steven and I just stayed. So I, I have the letter somewhere and I have all of my like memories and mementos and stuff like that from The Bachelor. And I have every magazine saved that I was ever in because I just thought. How cool. <laughs> yeah. How cool. Like it's a once in a lifetime experience. And I'm, I am like happy and grateful for it now. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, one day I'll have kids and one day I'll be a grandmother. And I would love to show people that like, yeah, I did something cool. So, yeah. well, here's what's so we saw it with Rachel a little bit and with Desiree where everyone kind of got the impression that you ended up choosing kind of a, a second choice or, or like a, a backup or whatever. Like, did you feel like when Graham went home that it was kind of all over for you? I did. Yes, okay. I did. Um, looking back and I've said this many of times because, and this is also in hindsight, like, after Jesse and some of the stuff that we went through and 
uh, gosh, our relationship was a mess. It was such a mess. But I am a um, an honest and loyal human being. So once I chose him, I really tried to stick it out. But like it, it was pretty quick that I was like, mm. we are two totally different people. Like this is never going to work. But you know, the producers pressured me to choose someone in the end, and I, right. you know. I did. And and to Jesse's defense, like he was really nice to me. And I think that there is a part of him that probably really liked me. Um, so he was really nice to me. He was um, chivalrous, which I love. Um, you know, come to find out he was really just trying to get a lot of camera time to sell his sponsors. But I felt like in the end, he was pretty genuine and he was pretty honest. And um, I think I desperately wanted to be loved. Well, I think it was interesting because not to say that you regret getting engaged, but you've kind of mentioned that even that moment you were like, I don't know if this is right. So, so then you go on after the final rose. And if anyone that I've seen, like you guys seemed really set, you even had a wedding date. So I was easily influenced. And I think I was at a time where I was very happy. Um, although I, I was, again, I'm a really loyal person. So like I was really loyal to Jesse. And then some of the stuff that I didn't find out until later when the show was airing, like the fact that he had a girlfriend, <laughs> you know, like that stuff. And by that point, I was already so far in you know, you get to a point where sometimes you feel like you're so deep into it. Like, how do you get out? Yeah. You know, you told this story. You, you've told everybody that you're in love with this person. You know, it's just I felt at times so far in it that I had to stick it out. And I didn't know how to get myself out. But there there were many conversations with producers and whether they would admit it or not, where I called them and said, like, I don't, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I think I've made the wrong decision. I don't want to be here, you know, and them just saying, oh, it's gonna be okay. He's a really great guy. Like, you know, they can be very persuasive. Oh, I know. Yes. Did you feel like you loved him? At the time? Yes. I, I feel like I, I felt like I loved him. He okay. is not someone that I would ever date in a million years, like physically, personality wise. Like he, he, he was not like, I, he cried a lot. I don't, I don't cry. So to like, have a man who's crying constantly. I was like, who are you? You know? Um, yeah, we were just two totally different per people. Like in the real world, I would never date someone like that. Um, but he was good to me. And I did like pack up and move a lot of my stuff to Breckenridge to try and give it a go. Yeah. But at the root of it all, like I hate cold weather. <laughs> I don't like to snowboard. We did not vacation like going skiing. We vacationed to the beach, you know, like, so being oh. in, in Breckenridge and in August, they got 12 inches of snow. I would just like sit in his condo and drink wine until I passed out. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, hiking. let's go snowboarding. And I'm like, I hate no, this. I don't want this. I hate this. Yeah. So I just... There was so much of it that I just hated. And we just, he can sell whatever story and whatever crybaby YouTube videos he wants. The video. The video. I, I, I don't know that he'll ever live that down, but I don't know that he wants to. What a dumb thing to do. What a dumb thing to do. I don't air dirty laundry, you yeah. know, and me, like I wanted to keep a bit of that private. It did not go well. That is for sure. Our breakup. I, he says he felt really blindsided, but I don't know. Like I was not in it, like not in it. And even to like be intimate with him, I was like repulsed by it. And I, you know, he could feel that, yeah, you know, of course I left his condo and was like, I need some space. I don't think I want to be with you. I need to figure some things out. So like, so to say you were blindsided is a really dumb thing to say, but this was also so long ago. And I think he saw other things disappearing, like dollar signs, you know, like <laughs> I think that he was sad to, and an ex, 
like an extent to lose me. But also I think he saw the fame leaving. I think he saw the money, the sponsorships, the opportunities. I think he saw all that disappearing pretty quickly. And so, yeah, I don't know what I was doing, dude. Was there a particular point in the engagement where you were like, yeah, this isn't going to work? It is like, have you ever watched that? What is the scripted show? Un- Unreal? Unreal, yeah. Oh, I love that show. So literally after Jesse um, proposed, and I was like super happy, like here we are, you know, I'm wearing this beautiful dress. He looks really handsome. And I was really happy in that moment. But it is just like you see on that scripted show. Like as soon as they get their bit, it's like everything shuts down. You can see cameras down. No one says goodbye to you. Everybody like runs as fast as they can. Like filming is done. And here you are, you're just standing here with this person that you barely know. And they're going to lock you in a house alone with him for like four days. Mm -hmm. I remember at that moment like when the cameras and everything shut down they're like okay we'll take the ring and I'm like what I don't get to keep the ring they're like nope you don't we're taking the ring um we're gonna put you in this house someone just put your bags in there we'll check on you guys in a few days I remember being like somewhat like scared of course you know and going into this house with this person that I barely knew and I remember going into that house and like taking it all off, right? The dress comes off, the spanks come off. I wash my face and I'm in the shower and I remember standing there thinking like, what What have I done? So it was pretty immediate. Yeah, yeah. I remember within 24 hours calling my sister, you know, and he didn't let me get a lot of alone time. He, like he was uh, up in my business constantly. So I had to like literally be like, I need some space. Like you have to get out of my face. Um, and I think for him, it was a little different because he, he barely has gotten any alone time with me. And, for you know, think about it. Poor him. For four weeks, he competed with however many other guys for my attention. Now he didn't have to. So he did not want to let me out of his sight. And I couldn't. I was so overwhelmed because I had been for four weeks surrounded by people constantly, video cameras, producers, all of this stuff that I was super excited to just, like, be alone for a second. And really, I wanted to have a conversation with my sister. I wanted to tell her what I've done. I, I screwed up really bad. Yeah. And like, she's my person. She's my best friend. And so I remember having to sneak when he went to take a shower or the bathroom or something Jeez. like sneak with my phone and call my sister. And I remember saying the words like, I don't know what I've done. How long in total, I, I know it's not exact, but from the beginning to engagement day, do you have an estimate on how much time you spent one-on-one with Jesse? I remember them letting me have some alone time with him off camera, like after the hometown dates. And I remember because I wanted alone time with Graham Bunn and they wouldn't let me. Mm. Yeah, isn't that so funny? So again, mm. this is pushing it the way they want it. Uh, they let me have alone time with everyone but Graham and I really wanted to be alone with Graham to have an honest conversation. I wanted to tell him like, listen, dude, if this is, if you want this, it's all yours. Like you just need to stick it out and just play the part. Right. But they would not let me be alone with him and that's obviously because they wanted him to leave. So no, I don't know how to grasp it, but I would say it's probably less than like 48 hours when you total it all up alone. No, it's probably more than that because we got to go to fantasy suites and no one comes into the fantasy suites with you. What's it like spending the night with someone that you know you don't want to be with and that they think that you want to be with them? And Oh my gosh, it was really hard. But okay, so... I genuinely liked Jason and I genuinely liked Jeremy. Like, you know. You liked being around them. Yeah, yeah. And I trusted Jason, like, with my whole heart. I, you know, but it is weird that they put you in this room. This guy wants to be with you and, like, thinks yes. that you're going to yeah. get engaged soon. And then you're probably sitting there like, how I just don't want even want to be here. I'd rather be in my own yeah. room by myself. 
I remember it being really hard with Jeremy in particular because I really liked Jeremy as a person. We had a lot in common. You know, I lost my mom and he lost his parents. So I remember enjoying conversation with Jeremy that night. We stayed up until like 4 a.m. just like drinking and talking. But then it came get in bed together and I was like oh god like I and now I, he probably wants to like make out a little yes, bit yes <laughs> and I I cannot tell you how many times that night I had to say no to him you know I did not want a to have sex with him and b I knew I didn't want to choose him in the end so I didn't want to lead him on in any way but it's hard because he didn't know that like he really liked me and he probably wanted to be intimate exactly and over and over again was like no no please stop please stop and then just having to be like, I am really tired. I'm exhausted. But like Jason, I like loved. I, I mean, I mean, love meaning like maybe I wasn't in love with him, but like as a person, you could tell he's a good human being. And they let me spend the most time with Jason because I think they were hoping that I would maybe choose him in the end. Or if not, I see. he could be the next bachelor. But like they let me stay with Jason until like noon the next day. We got to, we ordered like room service and we like hung out, you know? So yeah. it was, yeah. Well, here's one random question before we get to motherhood. Why did you show up on Jason's season? The producers made me. Because <laughs> that was, I was like, no. I know. And it was the like pro- really late in the game. It was like right before his final two or something. The producers asked me to. Um, and then, you know, they offered to pay me, which was great. Finally, you get some money. And I had something that people don't know is I had talked to Jason throughout the entire time that he was filming. Something that Andy Baldwin shared with me pretty early on was like to take two cell phones. So like I gave Jason that advice too and he did that and he would call me throughout the entire filming and we would just talk things through because right when you think about it, the best advice you could get is from someone who has done it before. Yeah. Right. And so uh, Jason would call me. I knew he was going to choose Melissa. I knew that that is what he was going to do. And it is so interesting because at the end, he literally was like, "I, I think I've made a mistake. So he had this similar reaction to you. Yeah, yeah. And so we were just able to talk throughout filming and I knew what he was going through. So for me, when they asked me to go, I was going to see a friend. They played it like I was coming back to get Jason, but Jason and I knew the truth and I I was always totally fine with that. I didn't care what people thought why I was going there because Jason and I knew the truth. I was never asking for Jason back. I was going there as a friend and they sold it to me like I was going to give him advice. That's how they sold it. So it's a shame that they- Oh, and then it was changed on you. Yeah, that they played it and cut my words to look like I was asking for Jason back. That's, you know, a shame, but I just don't care. So if we go back in hindsight and look back at everything- do you kind of wish or maybe respect Brad for doing what he did? Do you wish that you could have done that? For sure. I cannot count how many times that I have said that in the end, I wish I would have done what Brad did because I wasn't really sure about Jesse. I feel like, again, I drank the Kool-Aid and I got sucked in. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I wanted the fairy tale ending. That's really what I wanted. Um, and I think I forced it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So in Jesse's defense, and I, I don't... Well, A, I don't keep up with him, and I have no clue what he says to anyone, and I don't believe a word out of his mouth. But I think there was a period of time that he did genuinely care for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was a, a part of me that genuinely cared for him, too, but it was a it was forced on my end. So, yeah, I have said numerous times that I really wish that I would have listened to my gut and that I would have done what Brad did. So maybe even if you never got answers from Brad that... Right. I totally get it. Now looking back, I totally, totally get it. Like he couldn't propose to me. And that part, I totally understand. The piece that I never got was like, okay, you can't propose to me. Why wouldn't you want to just date Date. me? If if you liked me as much as you said you did, why wouldn't you want to explore that? So that part always confused me a little bit. But um, yeah, I totally understand why I didn't propose. Not that any of this matters because as we heard... 
She's Mrs. Stag. Yeah. Mrs. Stag. And we heard the story, but I guess the last thing is just that you are also a mama. I am. To Addison and Austin, which is so cute. And oh, there was a fun question. As a new mom, which causes more sleep deprivation, being the bachelorette or being a new mom? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely being a new mom, because at least being a bachelorette, you can sleep on an airplane or <laughs> catch a nap whenever you can. And being a mom, you can't do that. Yeah. As a parent, like you, there's just no, like, the, here's the thing. You're raising two or one or however many you've got. You have chosen to bring these two people in the world. It was not my kids didn't choose to be born. Like I chose to have children and they need me. They physically cannot like live without me, you know? So yeah. like there is this piece where you're like, you have to do it. And you know, when you have a newborn, you're like, you're, you know, it's like God puts this superpower in you when you have a child, like you just do things you didn't think that you could do like sex for, for <laughs> number one, like sex after you have a baby is not how you dream sex is ever going to be. Oh. So before you get like, before you get, when you, when you get married and have all the wonderful sex before then, because it's very different after you have kids. You guys are so cute. I'm so glad all of this has come full circle. Me too, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to like look back on it now because life is so different for me. You know, enough time has gone back or even like, I, I laugh with like Trista because well, A, I love all of the other women. Um, yeah. Like genuinely, I am like, I love them. I'm super happy for all the things that they're doing for all of their success. I, I, Trista and I laugh because, you know, when we go to, well, we went to Jade and Tanner's wedding, right? Yeah. I never felt so like different in my life because at the time I was pregnant with my second child, I believe. I can't remember, but I was pregnant, like nine months pregnant and I was massive and trying to look like whatever, like a bachelorette. But I was like this house of a woman and all I wanted to do was eat a burger. And I remember being at the bar and we sat at the bar the night before their wedding and Steven got a drink and I was like pounding a cheeseburger and looking around the room and not feeling like I belong, you know, like yeah. looking around and seeing like Ashley I and Jared and some of the younger cool people yeah, and thinking like, I just don't belong anymore, you know, and yeah. being even at the reception sitting there and like it was, they put all of us bachelor or bachelorette at one table. So it was like me and, and Andy and, um, Caitlin Bristow and um, Ali Vitatowski and Trista. And we're all sitting there and like the younger, newer people are like dancing and partying and being all together and having this time. And then you've got us old folks who are like enjoying our meal. And it is just so funny. Like sometimes I don't feel like I belong anymore because I am so much older. And my life is in such a different place than some of the younger generation of The Bachelor. So let's, I want you to pitch Anything you want to pitch, what you got going on or, or your social media or anything like that. Here's your last little moment for that. My last little hoorah. Yes. I have a web series called Moms in Cars, and I do it with a very dear friend of mine who you may know. Her name is Christine Lakin. Did you ever watch Step by Step when yep. you were a kid? Yep, yep. Oh, my God. Christine is my people. I met her over 10 years ago. We did a Goodwill tour to Iraq to visit the troops, and the second I laid eyes on her, I was, like, attached to her hip, and then come to find out, she was a huge fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and she loved me, so we have been friends ever since, and she now has two kids, and so do I, and we just started doing dumb stuff in our car, like, for real, as a parent, you don't get a lot of alone time. So I would catch myself like getting a babysitter and then pulling my car around the corner and like reading a book. Or like one night our babysitter canceled. So Stephen and I sat in our car and drank a bottle of wine and got busy. You know, like <laughs> there are so many things that a parent would do in their car to get free time. So, so uh, I thought of this thing 
and it has taken off and uh, Christine and I have so much fun writing and producing it this web series called Moms and Cars everything lives on Instagram you can find all of our goofy bits that it's like an exaggerated version of the stuff that we do in our car and then from time to time we have some of our celebrity friends jump in the back seat we have had a lot of fun doing Moms and Cars and it's been a really fun outlet for us to just put that positive in the mom space because I think in any part of your life people judge you well that's a tough space too oh my gosh right as a parent people are so quick to judge and the and the stuff that you do so Christine and I really just want to like normalize what it is like being a parent and it is freaking hard at times so uh yeah we have moms and cars and we freaking love it and then you're on Instagram you're I am Deanna Stag on Instagram I am on Twitter. I think I'm still Deanna Pappas on Twitter, but who really uses Twitter anymore? No, no one. Just Deanna Stag. Well, I'm sorry I took up so much of your time, but I am glad that I got to talk to Steven. So glad. I, there, and there's so much I want to know still. I, we should, should do a part two. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, go lay on the couch and enjoy. I will. No I will. for a little bit. Let me know when you put it out. And I'll be happy to put it on all the stuff. Thanks, Deanna. And say hi-bye to Steven for me. I will. I will. Thank you, honey. Bye, hun. Bye. 